for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Good everyone, welcome to the warm-up for another week. Matt Wallen and Cam Mooney with you. Bumper show on the way. No footy this weekend, sad face, uh, but plenty to get through Anyway, Kate Darby is going to join us in studio. Our first in-studio guest is the AFLW kicks off this weekend. The Cats and the Dogs tonight. Local footy update, plenty of finals action in local footy. And, of course, uh, the marketplace too. Moon's a six-pack, not too far away. Let's introduce the three-time world champion, Cameron Mooney. Moon's welcome. Well, finally, I've been recognised the way that I should be. Hello, Matty. Hello, everybody. Yes, I know where you're going with that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, good morning. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, it's uh, a weird feeling. I hate no, it. Yeah, I'm it, going to be honest. I, um, yeah, it's going to come up later. Yeah, in I didn't know what if, I like and what I don't well, like. Well, I don't. I don't want to dive too deep into it. But you did say off air, and I don't want to get you in trouble. That you might have to spend more time with your family this weekend because there's no footy. Well, it's probably more for them because they're not used to spending time with me on a weekend. Yeah, Dad, we're busy. (laughs) Dad, we don't do stuff like that around here on the weekend. What are you doing? We're not here to entertain you. Go and find yourself something to do. But it is a strange one. I'm still getting my head around it a little bit. I did mention, I think, last week that I found the round 24, which is 24 games now, how they've sort of manipulated the fixture it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense now that we've got the week off. Mm. A lot of it was to do with not resting players and stuff like that and having games in a point. But now we've got the week off. I don't know. It just takes a bit of sting out of it, I reckon. Well, we the, whole, well the whole thing last week was I, – I still like it because you get to manipulate what are the best games for viewership, yeah. for ratings, all those type of things. And obviously we had the Carlton and the Giants game, the last game, which was exciting because it was Kerno going for the Coleman and then Giants trying to win to keep it in the finals, all of those type of things. So it was fantastic. But you're right. And I – look. When I was playing, we used to do the 22 games. 22 games straight, mind you. There was, yeah. there was no buy. And then, no buy? No. I think late in the career there might yeah. have been a buy. Yeah. But I remember 07, go back to 07, for example, 22 games straight and then straight into finals the week after and bang, away you went. Yeah. And that's how, that's how it should be. It's, it's a war of nutrition. Yeah, mate. it is. I think, yeah, I think if you're getting the buy halfway through the year, it's probably enough. I think that, that is enough for Mon. Yep. And we did speak earlier in the year that those buys were spread out over four or five weeks, which just made those mm. particular times of the year quite boring. That is a tough one, isn't it? Um, but I, it'll, again, it'll come up a bit later for me. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I want to go straight in, like you said. Momentum's huge. Yeah, and yeah. look, and I know it's a great week. We, we can do the awards. We can get them out of the way. I'd actually would have done the Brownlow as well. That's been talked about. Get it about. out of the way. I think it should be. I think I know we've got the awards and we have the All-Australian. We'll touch on that in a moment and um, MVP and all that stuff during the week. Fine, great. I think it's a good idea. I think the Brownlow needs to be done in that week or something because mm. at the moment it's a bit of a weak week. Well, the, only th- the great thing is, I mean, AFLW is starting this weekend, so that's fantastic. All eyeballs on that, so that's great. We're going to have Kate in a little bit later s- this morning, so that's awesome. Yep. But from an AFL point of view, yeah, let's just keep going. Yep, I think just keep moving on. Hey, All-Australian team this week, we'll touch on um, who and why and all the rest of it a little bit later on in your six-pack. You're going to put in your six that missed out. That should be well, you, wanted me, you wanted me to throw blokes out, and I thought, geez, you are. Well, I just think it's this nice. This is the greatest moment of their individual life in their in their sporting career, and you want them thrown out. All right, out. so the names that you bring up, that's missed out. I will throw okay, someone out. Okay, you could throw someone out. Yeah. Cause, okay. Because so when I when I've only made one, but when I made it, there would have been a lot of people going, "Get this prick out!" Yeah, of Yeah. I was. Sake. To be honest, that was me. And, um, <laughs> I thought Chris Tarrant deserved it. Anyway, I don't even know if he was any good that year or if he was playing forward. All right. Hey, um, Toby Green, captain. Congratulations. But what? Love him. Thought, what I couldn't understand this week, and two days out before it was announced, a squad of 
now from up from mm. 40 to 44. I mean, do we and also well, the fact that every club was nominated this year as well as a player in the Australian squad. Well, you, you what do you, you think that's just well, you don't think that happened? I think it's manipulated. You, you, you think you think Noah Anderson didn't deserve to be in it? I'm not saying Noah Anderson didn't deserve Lizzie, to be yeah. in it, but <laughs> was Oscar Allen really a chance with the big forwards that were already in the mix to play? Well, I think it was a reward for a man who played very well he in did. a horrible team. But how deep do you go? I mean, look, I hate I, I, again. I'm bagging a lot of things here this morning, <laughs> but the squad. There's no need for the squad. Yeah, absolutely no need for. It. And if you get it, look, people are saying, "Oh, I thought they're going to name a, another team." Well, this is my point. This is a, well, well, that's, a, the, saw well, that's the other team. It, it must be the other team. It's like the um, in just, the NBA when they have yeah. the, the second starting five. I thought it was just the the second twenty-two. Well, I think that's. Could you put that together? Do you reckon it'll be a good side? Oh, I can't be bothered, but um, <laughs> but possibly someone could put them in order. But it seemed that way, and it, and I guess. We've always known that uh, from West Australian or South Australian point of view, the guys that sit on the panel seem to push players. Everybody their team. pushes for their and state. And that's fair enough. I yeah. get that. That's why they put them on there because they, well, we over here probably don't see exactly a lot of the right. lot of the Perth teams. So um, every every single team had at least one player. I didn't watch the actual uh, All Australian night. Does all the forty four go? Uh, I didn't watch it this year, and I'm assuming not. You I, I would go. hope not. That's a real. Kicking the I'd assume not. Backside. I think you'd know. If you go there and don't get a award. So when the squad comes out on the Monday, Mm. the players must have been made aware of the squad previous to that, or at least that day. (laughs) But at the very least on that Monday, they would know if they'd be in the side or not. Yeah, at least within that 24-hour bracket, you would... You would think, because every player has to uh, get invited and has to come along to the evening. Which is uh, a great evening, by the way. It really is. It's, It's a fantastic... Individual award for, for a great season. Tom Stewart, interesting one. Um, Superstar. He's fifth All-Australian, the fastest ever, 148 games to five All-Australians. Uh, Maxi Gorn did hold the record. There was a, a stat I saw the other day, and I can't remember off the top of my head, so the number 44, which was worn by Corey Enright. Yes. I think they have 11 out of the last 19 All-Australians yeah. or something. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's just Boris and Tommy Stewart did just they not cross over at all? No. Yeah, right. This is like just got a new now, one. Now don't 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 new quote me on that. Right. Maybe they may have done a year and then he jumped into forty four. But yep. I thought he started with the number forty four. That's uh, that's actually crazy. It's like just a new Corey Enright. Off well, the shelf. basically that's what they had. They had the greatest, in, in my opinion, the greatest small medium defender the game's ever seen in Corey Enright. And then you just throw in Tommy Stewart just yeah. to replace him. I mean, how lucky is that? Like a second Shane Warne, um, which we haven't really had. <laughs> uh, Nathan Lyons are right. Uh, home ground advantage this week or next weekend, mate. Uh, big talk. The MCG sold out for Collingwood and Melbourne, which yes. is great. Bit of talk this week. Obviously, Collingwood finished on top of the ladder. Yeah, so what's the stink about this? The stink is that uh, it's a 50-50 split in crowds. So there's no home ground advantage for the Magpies who are playing Melbourne who finished fourth. Yes. So the talk was... So what, it should have been like 70-30 well, or 60-40 tickets? Yeah, should Collingwood have yes, more they tickets? Should. Yeah. Yes, they should. It is a, that is why you finish on top. If this was Sydney, they'd be playing in Sydney and they'd have like 80% of the tickets. Yeah, at least. No, no. So I, I'm total agreeance on this one. Uh, this is Collingwood's home ground. This They finished on top. They deserve to be rewarded with a bigger crowd. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, if you finish on top and you happen to play a fourth team that's a, a Melbourne-based team, which happens to be Melbourne, mm. there's literally no advantage. No. 
None. Because you don't get in the old days when they had the systems where the top teams would have a week off or whatever the circumstances would be. Now there's none. Obviously the Brisbane Port Adelaide game is very different because you're playing at the Gabba, but this is a strange one. What I found weird about it is that not only do you don't get the home ground advantage, which is very, very difficult, but I think there's got to be that home ground advantage within crowds because the further we get into the finals, the less supporters actually get to go. We know the prelim yeah, is, is, the is the hard. Ulti- the prelim's the ultimate. But then the grand final is just like, just, you know, it's good free, luck. Free for all. Yeah, it's a corporate event, really. Yeah. So it would have been nice to have who have, you know, Collingwood have averaged around 70,000 yeah. a home game this year. No, so they're I, not going to get I'm that. totally agreeing. If anyone, and I don't think this has come from Collingwood, mind you. It hasn't, no. But if anyone has, whoever's brought it up, I'm, I'm totally in agreement of yep. it. When hey, you finish uh, on top, you deserve that that advantage. The Saints, they've been playing at Marvel all year. Uh, I haven't been Would love to have seen this one at Marvel. Yep. I've played in arguably the best home and away game of all time, Geelong v St Kilda in 2009. We had 54,000 people there. The roof nearly exploded. Like it was, the atmosphere is incredible when you have 50 plus there. Now they'll probably get maybe 60 plus, hopefully, at the 60, MCG. 60 at best. Which would be fantastic, but I'm telling you now, it would be would have been great. But there's a little reason why they can't. Yeah, unfortunately, Marvel, the AFL, which is... This is they, they so play, I'll just go... Are playing golf now? They are playing golf there. So these are the three weird things that I've sort of seen with it. So St Kilda play their home games at Marvel. So it would be nice to play a home game yep. at Marvel for a final. But I understand why it gets moved. But that's one point. Um, secondly, for St Kilda, is that they don't get huge, huge crowds. So even getting... 60 or 70 at the MCG is not going to be as good as having 50, 55 mm. at Marvel in, because of the stadiums being filled. And thirdly, from a financial point of view, the AFL own Marvel. So even if they get 10 or 20 more at the MCG, it's actually more financially well, make more money that way. At, at there. But Are you saying they won't make money off this golf thing that's happening? Well, that's where... They, so they've got this Who doesn't want to golf. tee off from the third tier and just knock it onto the ground? It's, uh, it's a strange one. So it's double booked at Marvel Stadium, which is one of the reasons why it can't be played there. They've got stadium golf there at the moment. I don't really know what it is. I did see some promos about it. They would have been in trouble if there was a lot of Melbourne teams playing in this year's final series and they had to play a game at Marvel. Yeah. That's generally how it works. I think if if they have too many games overlapping in Melbourne, then they slip one into the Marvel Stadium. Yeah. So it's a bit of a uh, a strange one. Um, Hey, plenty coming up on the show this morning. We're going to chat to Kate Darby from Geelong's AFLW side. They take on the Dogs tonight. Uh, We'll take a look at some of the finals games for next week as well. And Moons, well, who was unlucky to miss out on the All-Australian team? That's part of the six-pack up next. All thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village Geelong, order up, grab a pizza and any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. Stay with us. At Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy, at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. Still plenty to come this morning on the warm-up. We're going to get to Kate Darby, A4W star from the Cats, to join us very soon. We've got our marketplace, buying and selling. I am buying or selling world champions. I don't know what I'm doing there. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, It's always a bit of fun, and we're going to touch on some of the games just briefly for next weekend as well in the first week of the AFL finals. But let's get into Moons' six-pack. Over the top to Mooney, aiming at a career-best six right here. Runs it and gets it. 
Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Yeah, all thanks to little creatures. Burphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Grab yourself one today. Moons, we had the All-Australian team announced during the week. Good We've team. already sort of gone through it a little bit. Squad of 44 down to 22. Mm. Um, interesting, the the coach doesn't get named in there. Why doesn't the coach get named in there? That's a very good point. It usually happens, doesn't it? Or does no, that happen? At, I think it must happen at the end of the season. Yes. They have, it they usually have, goes to the premiership coach, doesn't it? Generally speaking, I think Craig McRae got it last year. But that's a very good anyway, point. Yeah, question without, I didn't, ever, I didn't ever notice. Question it. without notice. There you go. Who no, cares? coaches. Uh, yes, coaches get stuff. You don't need a coach <laughs> in that team anyway. <laughs> no, no, I think they'll be right. This is a they're uh, the world champs, mate. Yeah, that's right. That's the world <laughs> champion team right there. Hey, um, top six or Moons of six pack today is going to be the six unluckiest players to miss out on the All Australian side. I'm going to see if I can interchange them as we go with a player Gosh. out of that team. I know, but it's just been fun. finally got his jacket and you're going to rip everyone it clean off his it. shoulders. Oh, everyone deserves their spot. I'm just, uh, hey, uh, so this is in no particular order, so I've just thrown out six names here, but uh, I'm going to start with uh, Stephen Coniglia. Wow. Yes. I think he has had an outstanding year, and I've been lucky enough I've done a lot of uh, GWS games this year. He's been incredible this year. All right. So there's a guy who I think could have fit into this 22. The 22, not the squad, actual 22. Yes. Right, I'll, um, I'll give you Zach Merritt. Oh. I don't well, know, just picking names. Geez. There you go. Trading out Zach Merritt for Cornelio. And oh, hello, Zach. Hope you're years, well today, Two mate. years ago, he wasn't getting a game, <laughs> Stephen Cornelio. Now, yeah, no, he has been outstanding and, and a huge reason behind why the Giants are playing finals football. Uh, another one who's been very controversial this year, not because of what he's done or what he's said, but because of our mate Cornsey. Taranto. Oh, yes. Very unlucky. He Tim has Taranto. had an outstanding year. He'll win their best and fairest by a mile, uh, Richmond's. Yeah. And this is a man, yeah, very unlucky, but for I some think- reason has just copped it from pillar to post. I would love to see the footage, the actual footage of them talking about players going in and out and how he didn't make the 44. Oh, don't worry. It was Cornsy going, guys, we can't. We can't. I'm we can't get him in. I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> All right, I'll give you Caleb Sarong um, okay. for, for him. Now, another one that uh, I think could have fit in there quite nicely, uh, Jordan Dugowie. Yes, he was an interesting one. He sort of had a great start to the season. Yeah, tapered a bit. And tapered a bit. Came missed back. a few games of suspension. Yes. And then he's been back the last few weeks. But when Collingwood's form went, uh, which may have been his mm. reason why, uh, the other way around, I should say, his form went down, Collingwood's form went down. Yep. So maybe there's a bit of both in there. Uh, that's a difficult one. I'll, uh, I'll give you Jordan Dawson. Oh, I'm just geez. taking the bench place. Yeah, aren't you? <laughs> easy <laughs> Real way easy way out. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of controversy with uh, Callum Wilkie into the side. Now, mm. I think he absolutely deserved it because at the start of the season when St Kilda were winning those games... He was huge. This man was huge, and I think he's, I think his season has been absolutely brilliant. But obviously, Jacob Wiedering, he's a guy that you could throw in there in this side. He's had a very good year, Jacob. Yeah, I think he has had a good year, um, and I'll be controversial. I'll, um, I'll give on. you Darcy Moore. Oh, jeez. I love Darcy Moore. <laughs> uh, another one, we're going to go with Lockie Neal up in Brisbane. Yeah. Now, this guy's genuinely, he's almost in every All-Australian team because he's that good. That's a great midfield. They finished second on the ladder. Very unlucky. Very unlucky. I think he's been very good. You can't and in give terms, me two Caleb Sarongs. No, so. no, no. And, and to play on ball and to take an on-baller out, I'm giving him Nick Dacos. Ooh, love Nick, Nick Dacos as well. But Nick. I actually think he's better half-back 
He might, but I've got to give up someone. I can't give him Zach Butters. He's the MVP. <laughs> uh, and actually, I, I said it in no particular order, but this is my number one guy who's just stiff. Liver. Yes. This man does not get the credit he deserves. He is – now, Bontempelli is the best player, but this man is the heart and soul of that football club, that midfield. Bont, Bont would be 10 touches down a week if it wasn't for Libba. That's how important yeah. and great – Libertore is. He's um I guess he's just not a sexy player. Like no. for, an, for an inside mid that feeds the ball out. He's he just doesn't tough. Yeah. He's relentless. He's ruthless. He's skillful. Does everything that you'd want, but just doesn't get the recognition for it. Right, I'm gonna drop Nick Larkey. I don't think we need another big forward oh, on the bench. On. We've got Kerno, we've got Walker, and actually we've got two big forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I English might go forward and take a grab. There you go. Uh, that's Moons' six-pack. Um, just read those names out quickly again. Maybe so, Cornelio, Taranto, Degoe, Weedering, Neil, Libba. Liberatore there to finish it off. Moons' six-pack, all thanks to the little creatures. Mate, before we get to our special guest uh, very soon, Kate Darby from the Cats AFLW side, just want to quickly touch on the games coming up this weekend. On the form that we've had over the last four or five weeks, there's a bit of a mixed bag here. The Pies finishing on top by a couple of games, mm-hmm. but their form's been just dreadful. They had an easy kill I against the say Bombers. It's dreadful. It's, you don't think it's, it's, well, it's, it was downish, but it's come, it's come back. I can't. I don't think you can suggest the win against the Bombers is holding any water. Surely, the Bombers were hot at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> They've won three of the last ten games, Essendon, and two of them were by under ten points uh, against North Melbourne and no, West Coast. They weren't great at the that end of the year. That was horrendous. Um, look. We're going to talk about this next week, but I'm going to go early. I think there might be an upset here. Which is the upset? Well, Melbourne. You think Mel? Okay, yeah. Well, Collingwood's the best team in the comp. Yep. Is uh, Grundy play next week? No. Okay, your man going to make an McDonald's impact on finals. In. I think you said last time we spoke. Yeah, um, we'll sacked him. Well, where's he going now? That'll be interesting to see where he actually. Port Adelaide. Up. Yep. Okay. Uh, he'll probably get there. Carlton, Sydney. So that game's sold out, which is fantastic. Fracker. The MCG on the Thursday night, uh, the Friday night, the G Carlton and Sydney. If I'm the Blues, mm. oh, I mean, they're all tough. But if you had to pick out of Sydney, St Kilda or the Giants to play, who would you least want to play against in that first week of finals? For me, I, with experience of finals and the way they play, in general, the Swans, I, I think it's Sydney. Yeah, no, Sydney are one of the hottest teams coming into the finals, how they've finished the year off. I mean, you've got to remember, these guys, early mid-season, we're just going, this is a basket case. Yeah. They, they really have so not handled the uh, the grand final loss well. And If you said 10 weeks ago they are going to finish above Geelong after getting flogged in the grand final, you oh, would have said and, no and, way. And Geelong flogged them, them. down in Geelong, yeah. and it was yeah. horrendous for them. But they had injuries, but they got everyone back, and they're just playing really good football. Look, this is going to be – remember when uh, in 2017 when Richmond made, those, made the finals? Yep. And it was like the big Tiger army just walking down into the G. That's what I'm expecting with the Blues Mafia. Oh, yeah. Just rocking into the G, loud, obnoxious, to rude, fair, arrogant. We've been I waiting love it. for it. It'll actually add plenty, I oh, reckon. Be supporters. But Sydney, I reckon they're half a chance. Anything to worry about from last week's game against the Giants for the Blues? No. no. It got to the point, and you, you know this as a player, in, they got to a point where they got Charlie, he's, he's Coleman. Giants started kicking a couple of goals. And they would have thought, I am not getting hurt. Yeah. I and play. they didn't put the cue in the rack, but there was no doubt they weren't going as hard. And there's no doubt Vossi would have sent a couple of messages out, boys. There was one of their players, I can't remember, it might have been, I can't remember who it was. They jumped into Charlie's back. And I thought, you bloody idiot. Yeah. 
You don't jump into the, into the Ferrari. <laughs> what are you doing? Get him off. Um, so they've got the Swans. That's the Friday night game. Brisbane Port Adelaide. That's uh, the afternoon game. I can't wait. For, no, this is the night oh, sorry, game. Sorry, night game. Sorry. I can't wait for this one on the back of these. both of these teams who have been really good in home and away over the last few years haven't been great in the finals. Yeah, Brisbane getting a home final, which is going to hopefully help them if they can get the prelim as well. Out of the top four, who's your who's your best placed team out of those top four sides? Uh, right now, I think Melbourne. I think Melbourne are in some really good form. Okay. At the minute. Yep. Brisbane might be, but again, they've got to come down to Melbourne and win the whole thing. At some stage, they're going to have to come to the. They've got to go through Chicago and. Yeah. It could be, could be difficult. No one wants to play Jordan in his hometown. All right. Um, and to finish off, uh, well, not to finish off, it's the afternoon game. It's St Kilda and the Giants. This one at the MCG, as we've already mentioned. I can't wait for this This game. is a good game. It doesn't, like, if you look at the other yeah, games, on paper it doesn't go, look, yeah. uh, it, I don't, I'm not in love with these teams. But in terms of contest, this looks good. Well, St Kilda people have been starving for their team to play finals. And, they, and this is, they're, and they're well ahead, ahead of schedule. For Haven't played a home final since 2011. There you go. So this is going to be amazing. And the Giants, who are just in really good form, particularly their second half of the year, I think Kingsley, we talk about coach of the year and Australian coach, he's he's in the top bracket yeah. of coach of the year. They were After about five games, he had the stress ball out. He, the season was getting to him already in his first season. Well, and all I, of a sudden, he went he's just he, And he went down onto the onto the ground. He yep. actually coached from the bench. And I, like I said earlier, I've, I did a couple of games where I got to see him close up. He was a completely different person. Yeah. Like the players had come off. He'd have his arm around them, sit next to him on the bench, have a chat, encouraging. He was just... He was unbelievable, and you could see the players reacting to it. All those coaches have become a bit like the Premier League, where they become managers and yes. not coaches. They really manage the well, players. If you if you if you got confidence with the boys upstairs, yep. let them coach. You, you manage, manage the players. Yep, unbelievable. All right, big weekend coming out. We'll touch more on those games next week. Of course, this is the warm up. Kate Darby is going to join us from the Geelong Footy Club AFLW side. They got the Dogs tonight. She's going to be in studio in just a second. Also, we've got our local footy wrap and the marketplace. I'm going to sell. Ben Simmons this week. This is the warm-up. All thanks, Little Creatures Geelong. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Plenty coming your way. We're building up for the first week of AFLW moves. We're going to get to the marketplace buying and selling in just a moment. But uh, joining us in studio, it's our first guest actually we've had in studio. Uh, coming big time, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're huge. We're uh, <laughs> finally got a guest. <laughs> we finally got a guest in. Uh, joining us uh, from Geelong's AFLW side is Kate Darby. Kate, welcome in. How are you? Thank you. Well, I'm actually stoked now to hear that. That's pretty exciting. Yes. Number very one, on, Kate. Number one. Here. Yep. Um, this is exciting. Obviously, it's a long off-season to get to here. So it's finally here today, tonight, 5 o'clock, you guys take on the dogs. Uh, just happy to finally get out there and start playing. Very excited. And I think that's a, uh, a pretty general feel for the group. We spoke we spoke the other day at training about the fact that, you know, even though people have been training together and a few of us played VFL together as well, it's been 10 months since this team's played together for um, any AFLW points. So we're all just super excited to uh, to get on the track and get going. Lucky enough to be at the open session on uh, the other Tuesday night and the ball was just humming around. It was quite nice. But spoke with Danny Lowther 
how is he going, one, as a coach? And two, he's, he spoke about the fact that it was such a big preseason. They had to stagnate a little bit of training, like breaks over like three or four days every now and then just to freshen you girls up. Yeah, and it's, I mean, all the clubs took different approaches to mm. training this year in terms of the timing, the days at the days of the week that they've chosen. And yeah, the Cats made the decision to give us a few what they call mini breaks. Mm. So there was a couple of um, couple of weekends throughout the pre-season. It's obviously a long pre-season and yeah, they chose to just give us the, the Thursday night off and the Saturday morning off and, and sort of just give us a few days mm. to people, you know, people might have their families a few hours away. So to get home refresh, reset and uh, and come back in again. But as you say, because of the long pre-season and the pre-pre-season before that, uh, we didn't miss a step. It was just a way to sort of freshen up and feel really good getting back into it. So I think it's done really well. And having Dan as the coach, is I, every, all the girls have so much respect for him. And um, now I think he's done some great things for the team. How hard was it last season to go back-to-back seasons? It's funny. Everyone was really different. Mm. So the first season of the year was my first season back after having my daughter. So to sort of get, you know, get a season in and, and feel really good and I was I was feeling mm. great at that stage. So I was actually super stoked, the idea that, you know, we're obviously all feel our, our season's quite short. You get 10 games in and you're feeling great as a team and then all of a sudden it falls out from under your feet mm. and you're all finished. So I feel like a, a fair few of us were like, it's almost felt like a 20-game season, bring it on, let's go again. Uh, a few girls might have been a bit tired if there were some injuries. They were obviously unlucky if they miss a bit of the two seasons because of that. But, yeah, personally, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, the Dogs tonight, it's uh, hopefully a good crowd at GMH Bay Stadium. Nice to be back at home. Um, I guess in terms of starting the season, hopefully a good crowd turns out. The atmosphere is good. How are the girls feeling in terms of having that standalone week? Do you see it as a real positive? Obviously, we, we talked about earlier on the show about, you know, no AFL this weekend, the finals are pushed back. But is it, do you guys see it as a real bonus that you're sort of in that run of AFL or would you, uh, clearly you'd like to play more games. There's no doubt about that. But like, do you feel like this is a nice way to start or how do you sort of see it? Yeah, I feel like, you know, everyone's, the season's just finished for the men's and everyone's getting excited moving into some finals, which should be a really exciting final series as well. Um, unfortunately, the Cats boys won't be a part of it, but we really hope that the members and the um, and the supporters can be like, you know what, there's the boys might be finished, but the Cats are still playing think, and I we want to jump on that. I think it is. I think yeah. it'll, be a, it'll, be, it'll be a very busy I night. Think, <laughs> I think Geelong not making the finals is a positive <laughs> for the <laughs> AFLW yeah. side. I honestly believe that. I think people are like, well, I'm still hungry for footy. Um, we're still playing games in Geelong, get to go to the stadium, all that sort of stuff. Like, I think it's actually um, and the fact a blessing that we get in home, disguise. Yeah, the fact yeah. that we've got a home yeah. games tonight as well is is unreal. We love playing at GMHBA. It's such a great stadium to, to have footy on, but also to be – in the crowd for as well. Like anyone I've spoken to that isn't sure about it, as soon as they get to a game live, they realise how fun it is. So, no, it should be good if we can get some numbers down there. Now, you've got um, a few new recruits, but I want to touch on the Irish recruits because Geelong, in, as a club, has collected Very a good few. Very the Irish. Yes, they've got three. Uh, it will play together across the centre line this year in the, in the men's side. But you've uh, picked up a, a couple as well for this season. What are they like? Are they strange cats? I don't, and I don't mean to say cats, but are they strange, <laughs> are they strange people? Well, we saw... <laughs> We saw a video Thursday night of them at the uh, the, the house that they're staying in, uh, Irish dancing around the kitchen. So <laughs> they're, uh, they're they're entertaining, but no, they're they're really really lovely girls. They are competitive beasts, mm, as yep. you've seen through most Irish players that have come to our league, men and women. Um, their athletic ability is is unbelievable. Um, Anna Rose Kennedy, the 
the heights that she gets and the speed that she gets is unbelievable. And then Ash, Ash, you'll get you'll get a glimpse at tonight and. She, I've, I don't ever know how to put it into words, but you'll notice her. Yeah, <laughs> you'll really notice her. So, Kate, what are you expecting this season? Look, we've been really happy with our progress, our progression over mm. the last two seasons. So, those two seasons in one, um, season six and seven. Season six, we found that like we were always quite a good defensive side. So, you know, we and we sort of just roughed it out against those stronger sides. We didn't really have the ability to beat them. Mm-hmm. And then our ball movement in season seven really improved in terms of the way that we can um, change angles and and look to look to attack a little bit better. But we probably just didn't have that right finishing touch to yep. to actually get the scores on the board. So we had some really really close games against those stronger sides, and we felt like they were the games that they were the almost games. So you know, obviously our aim this season is to change those almost games into wins, and we've worked a lot on our attack, and we really hope we can. Mm. You know, put those three puzzle pieces together and um, and see some good footy throughout the whole that ground. Mean, that means more goals from you. Wouldn't mind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be all right. <laughs> I'll tell you how well it's going. So my daughter just started in the under nine. So she's seven, Frankie. So she's just started under nine at Newtown Footy Club. So they've just started this four weeks ago. So it's a six week um, program or a six week game season. They were hoping to get eight teams. If they could get eight teams in the local area, they'd be wrapped. Yeah, they end up getting sixteen. And every team jam-packed yeah. with seven, eight, nine-year-old girls. Like This is how big of an influence you girls have had. So yeah, I went to the – It's um, absolutely A friend incredible. of mine was coaching the under-nines team at the uh, Armstrong Creek Sharks. Mm. And, yeah, I went down for one of their trainings and I took my daughter as well. So having my two-year-old watch a bunch of seven- and eight-year-olds running around playing footy and, oh, it was so – it's just so good. So I when was – well, the first game you would have played, you, how old would you have been? Oh, I played one. I played two seasons of under twelves mm. with all the boys. So when I was, but that was the thing 10. you had to play with the boys. Yeah, back then, so I was didn't playing you? with the boys. Yeah. So then the ne- so then the first game I played with girls was when I debuted for Carlton when I was twenty six. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that. that's incredible. So here we are, what seven years or eight years into that program, and we've got eighteen teams playing the under nine yeah. here in Geelong alone. That's I mean, phenomenal. That's to yeah, it's phenomenal to think it your really first is. game yeah. is playing at a at a professional level, the AFL level, against all mm. girls. That's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, the Matildas obviously had a good run recently, and it sort of brought the, you know the country got behind them. Do you see that as a bit of a uh, a momentum builder for women's sport in terms of what you guys are doing? Because I feel like it, it's created this, um, we we want to get behind, we want to develop um, professional um, sports teams in this country, be it men or women or whatever. But do you feel like that's created a bit of momentum for you guys as well? 100%. I think everyone was so excited about the soccer and watching that. Like I know, you know, we were all pulling over the side of the road because we had games on, you know, particular exciting moments for the mm. girls. So we wanted to watch them on our phones. And, and the, moment, the momentum of, yeah, as you say, just women's sport in general. I yep. feel like there was, you know, there's probably some people if they had particular doubts about it, it'd be like, hey, if we actually have the support, they can provide some pretty entertaining stuff. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that adds to that adds to the fact that, you know, we keep putting into to this program that is continuously like improved every season, yep. then it's going to be entertaining football. Um, you know, people used to use the, you know, you not, might not be as fast as the boys or you might not be as strong as the boys or whatever that is, but not only are we getting faster and stronger and the, and the skills are getting better, but we're playing against people who are even, so it's still going to be an exciting game. And I feel like, you know, there's there's more proof every, uh, every season that 
it can be a really, really good thing to watch. That's right. Most of you've got Warlow covered, so don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. I've, <laughs> I remember you saying off and I don't know if you want me to say this or not, but you were happy that Geelong were out of the final, so the spotlight was more on the women's <laughs> team. So that's fair enough. Um, I know you didn't want to go public with that, but I think it's great. I'm I think happy it's with a, it. I think it's the way you should go. Hey, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. We wish you guys the best of luck. It's going to be a cracker tonight against the Dogs. Um, hopefully a good crowd turns out, and um, yeah, it's going to be a bumper season, so thanks for joining us. Thank you okay, so much. Thank you. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. The Marketplace for Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. Yeah, wrapping up here, big show. Don't forget you can grab the podcast as well. This is the marketplace, all thanks to little creatures buying and selling something this week. Moons, what are you selling this well, week? Well, I'm going to go first because I'm going to leave because I don't want anything to do with yours. I think it's I can't believe what you're doing, but I'm going to sell uh, the week off. I, I've said it earlier. I don't like it. I hate it. I know you get all your awards out of the way and all of those type of things, but you do. You lose momentum every year that we do this, and as an ex player. We used to just roll in. We were tough. That's what we were. Well, like we were tough. Twenty-two games and then four yeah, finals. No, just straight in, straight into it. No, no it's weak blokes. Now, I ex- actually. What are you selling? I didn't realise you didn't get a buy. To be honest, I no, mate. You, yeah. Straight up, bang. Yeah. Twenty-six games in a row. But to be fair, give it to me. You missed plenty with suspension, so you <laughs> did get a couple of weeks off every year. Oh, seven. I actually played every game, oh. every single year, plus the four nab. What were they called back then? I think it was a NAB Cup. Ansett Cup was <laughs> that old. What are you selling? I, I am I'm just selling leave. Ben Simmons. You can't. He's an Australian icon. Ben, either suit up or suit off. <laughs> Seriously, mate. It's like when... What's um, he said this time? He said that he wants to play in the Olympics in Paris next year. And every well, time he's come... Thing. It's a great thing if it actually happens, right? So every year, 12 months out from a particular, either the World Cup, the other Olympics or whatever, he's come out and said, I'm going to play for Australia. Or I'd like to play. This is where it's going to be. Are you saying he's all bark, no bite? He never shows up. It's like when you're in for Premier League fans who are like, oh, um, this player might be coming to our club or we might sign this player. Until they have the jersey on, it's not over the line. (laughs) Ben, suit up or suit off because I've had it. And I love him. I want him to play. I'm falling off him a bit. Yeah, but we're, we're all falling off him a little bit. We're <laughs> all hoping that he can turn it around because oh, he is... Would have loved to see him at this tournament, but that's just the way it is. I don't want to see your, your summer videos where you're sinking your... One out of thirty-three point Just shots. Just get your jump shot. You'll be Just right. get it going. All right. Little, what are you? What are you eight footer. What you are you need. buying this week, mate? Uh, I'm going to buy because this time of year, uh, finals is around the corner. Ten teams are out, so straight away we talk about who's moving. Yes. Trade talk. Yes, I love it. So do I. I think the speculation. I genuinely the best love part. it. I don't care if not one player moves. Couldn't care. In <laughs> fact, I think by the end of next week, you and I will just come up with four people. We'll just throw it out there and see how much traction we yeah, can get. Yeah, we'll throw out some rumors. We might yes. do a bit of a rumor oh, file for it. next week. Yeah, I love it too. I think, and that's why I was talking about the Premier League just before. I love that movement of players, and and hopefully in either next year or years to come, we have that mid-season trade There's as well. Going to be some boys who are just going to roll into a bit of cash. Absolutely um, unbelievable. Radical oh boy, Radical Leo. Jesus Christ. Hey, uh, who have you got? Well, I am buying this week uh, Noah Lyles. Now, if you don't know the name, you've probably heard or seen the audio this week of him speaking about the USA thinking the sports that they play, they're world champs. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the US at times. <laughs> But that ain't the world. 
It ain't the world. And seriously, Finally, I love somebody calling it as it is. The NBA it, plays filthy. Wow, jeez, filthied up about it, Stephen. But he wasn't Smith talking also. about when you represent your country. He was talking about as NBA champions, champions you're not world champions. No. You're playing for the NFL and you win a Super Bowl. With and he was spot on. And geez, they LA Rams. Up. You're not the world champions. I just don't understand why we still think that that hey, is the case. Because they're Americans. Ah. Uh, Champion of what? <laughs> I just think that's spot on. So Noah Lyles, I'm buying him. Noah this has been waiting a long time. He's been waiting a long time to know make that is, speech. He's, um, he's at the uh, World Athletics Championships. He's killing it in the one two, one two. Yeah. yeah, both hasn't first time to win both events mm. since Usain Bolt 2015 or something. So absolutely, he, he needs start. now to back it up with with Olympic. Yep, he needs to win and, <laughs> and then come out again. Yeah, and go well, champs. Yeah, I love it. It'll be he's, it'll be his catch cry now. I think catchphrase. So. Hey, mate, uh, enjoy the weekend with your family. Good on you, buddy. <laughs> and, um, Hopefully they don't kick me out. No, um, don't forget. And well done. Thanks for Kate for joining us too. Kate Darby, AFLW starts this weekend. The Cats and the Dogs tonight, 5 o'clock at GMHBA Stadium. Enjoy the AFLW over the weekend. Enjoy local footy finals as well that's happening right at the moment. We'll catch you next week on the warm-up.